0: Report a shot fired at officers trying to the vehicle. We have one officer shot. We got shots fired. like an automatic firearm. covered shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the warehouse.
1: Now it's Shots Fired with your host, TJ Kurgan, Dinah Death Milberg, and the lovely Crystal Powers.
2: What up, guys? We are back for another day without TJ. He is, uh... Still down in Florida, buckling down, getting ready for uh, the hurricane coming through. Looks like it's uh, starting to hit landfall, but a lot of it went south of him, so hopefully it stays that way. Uh, very unfortunate for everybody else who's south of him, because that kind of sucks, but so far, it's just uh, high high winds, and man, there were some crazy photos coming out. You see of uh, Tampa Bay, the hurricane like sucked the water out of Tampa Bay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like you can see mud everywhere. The right. bay is almost empty because all the water was pulled out to sea for the uh, hurricane. Nice. It's pretty weird. I forgot it does that. And it's just really creepy to see, <gasps> ah, you yeah, know, no pun intended. See, <laughs> oh, I immediately regret wow. that. Yeah. So for anybody listening, I am filling in for him today. I'm back again with uh, Justin, who luckily enough is able to fill in for most this week and help out. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a uh, crystal in tomorrow. So it's something other than us just for people's sake. Yeah. Um, someone better listen to man. I'm going to talk. I, I made a, I made a split decision here. We're going to talk about why an AR 15 is good for home defense and how to set one up properly for end of the world scenario. Apocalypse zombies. Shiznit hits the fans, zombies and home defense all in one, uh, carbine so that will be our focus today if you would like to call and ask other questions give your input or discuss something else or give us an idea for another show uh, shoot us a call 636-224-6300 so why an ar-15 for home defense i know because it's the most talked about weapon in the news it's the most hated by the government and politicians it's the one they want to ban restrict legislate the most no one needs an R uh, what Biden said. No, Deers aren't running around with body armor on ar 15 shoots five times faster than any other round out there. That's amazing. That means it's moving at around 20,000 plus feet per second. If he is correct. But the I'm nine mil will still pr- blow your lung out though. Yeah. How's that work? Isn't that con contradictory? Nine mil will blow your lungs out, but, uh, 556 five, moves even five times fast. It will literally rip open a black hole and change time. That's what 556 five, will do. Like, dude, are people really we need dumb right enough now. to believe a politician when you about firearms? Yeah, that's, that's what should happen every time Biden should talk. Apparently, today he was uh, asking for someone in the crowd where she's at a representative who died like six months ago in a car wreck. Like, why do we still let this guy speak? He's obviously not president because somebody else is in control because this dude can't even find his way off stage 99% of the time. Like, I'm I'm very sure that extremely creepy State of the Union a few weeks ago that looked like Stalin-esque with the whole red backdrop, dude, I'm pretty sure they, like, fed him meth like a squirrel eats acorns before that and just had him all jacked up because <laughs> – That's, like, the most coherent I've heard him speak possibly ever. Was he sniffing more uh, necks and hair and stuff? No, maybe that was his superpower. He hasn't done that in a while. He's, like, slowly weakening from lack of smelling children all the time. It's really disturbing, like, that's who runs the free world right now. It's really depressing if you think about it. Anyways, back to more positive things, like using ARs for home defense. So, it's the most hated, you know... Talked about, discussed firearm out there. No one needs an AR-15. No one needs these quote-unquote assault weapons. I, God, I hate that term. That triggers me more than when somebody asks if we have clips is when somebody calls an assault rifle. It's a made-up, fictitious term. AR stands for Assault Rifle 15. No, it doesn't, But, but cool story, bro. So for anybody listening, it's Armalite Rifle that's who created it. And it is extremely different from the military version. Uh, the M4A1 is capable of fully automatic fire. The M16A1 was capable of fully automatic fire. And the other variations since then are three-round burst. So that means full auto, pull the trigger, and as long as you have the trigger to the rear, it keeps shooting. Three-round burst is just that. Every time you pull the trigger, you If you select three round burst, it fires three rounds before it stops and you have to pull the trigger again. The one civilians buy, one round per pull the trigger, that's it. Very different. So how is this good for home defense? Why wouldn't you want to use, you know, the Joe Biden special shotgun or the nine millimeter pistol? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Why do shotguns suck for home defense? I know some people will talk about it. Some people are partial to it. Um, few reasons. One, if you're using a slug, I want to talk about overpenetration.
1: And a lot of mess to clean up.
2: Yeah, that is not ideal. If you miss your target, a 12-gauge slug, that is a one-ounce piece of lead flying through the air going into your neighbor's house. Um, not ideal. So double lot or bird. My hall, if you stand in my living room and I'm popping out out of my bedroom and I have to engage a target, that's a man, that's probably a good 10 to 15 yards.
1: Oh yeah, you're chewing up your walls.
2: 10 to 15 yards. I'm not stopping a threat. I'm hitting them full blast, dead accurate on with the 12 gauge. And they're hurting. They got a bunch of BBs in them, but they're still most definitely gonna be alive. At 10 or 15 yards, depending on what choke I have on, it's not going to stop. I'm going to have to hit him a few times for that to do anything, and I'm accountable for every single one of those BBs. If there's 10, 30, 40 BBs in there, depending on what I'm shooting, I'm accountable for every single one of those. I don't want to play that game. Um, Again, to on a much more pathetic note, you know, I don't want to smoke check my TV, my sound system, <laughs> my kitchen, and stuff. On top of trying to stop the bad guy, prefer to use one well aimed round at a time. It's easier to be accountable for as well. So nine millimeter, okay. Why not use a handgun? There's no problem with that at all. Um, I just say inside a house, especially, and if it's on your terms, you know, you carry a handgun because you can't carry a rifle. That's why I carry a, a Sig P365 for a concealing carry because I can't conceal and carry my 300 blackout or 556 <laughs> otherwise I would. Well, I mean cold weather's coming, You we might be able to. Yeah, I, uh, you get one of those navy peacoats, you probably could. You could you could you could <laughs> one point sling an SBR and rock that. But
1: that that's Not ideally though. Yeah, no. Yeah,
2: that's why I carry a handgun. If I have other tools to use, I'll do it. If I have to chisel something, ideally I'd like to have the right tool for the job. I can use a hammer and a flat blade screwdriver if I have to, but why do that if there's better tools for the job? Um, Especially, I'm a huge fan of 300 Blackout. That round was literally designed to be a CQB setup in a short configuration. There is no better setup in my opinion. That is one of the top ones out there. So ideally, have that. A 5.56 still works. The military has been using it in CQB for quite some time now it does work with the proper setup. So, again, 9 millimeter. there's nothing wrong with it. Just make sure you select the right rounds because they do have a tendency to over-penetrate. So you want to make sure you have something like 4-scott or a good, frangible uh, hollow-point round so, you know, it hits anything hard, it's going to disintegrate, turn to dust. As soon as it hits fluid medium, it absolutely destroys and annihilates. There was, you know, over-penetration.
1: Um, That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, there was a—I want to say it was Florida. I just read the article about it. There was a resource officer in a school that was dry-firing his gun in his office, apparently. Uh-huh. And uh, it uh, was not a dry fire. It was a, a live fire through his wall, across the hall at, at chest level, into another class, into a bookshelf while kids were in that class.
3: Wow.
2: On that note, we have a caller already. Fish, who do you got for us? Uh, Caller.
0: John. Hey,
2: John, what's up, man?
0: Uh, Not too much. i was just curious. You know, why are you concerned about carrying concealed? I thought constitutional right gives the right to bear arms.
2: 100% does, and that is a very common question I get, and here is my simple answer for that. The whole... Back to the matter is your biggest um, advantage you have in a bad situation is the element of surprise by having concealed and carry. If you have that weapon open carry, you are literally yelling as loud as you can to everyone around you. Look, shoot me first. I'm a good guy with a gun. Um, Chances are, if you are going to be reacting to a violent situation, you're going to be reacting to something already in progress. So in that case, I'm going to shoot you first and then take your gun, too. We'll be right back after this break. I'm seeing a recurring theme in the uh, intro and outro music today. Seems to do with hurricanes. So, Which is also a good drink. You know, I've actually never had
1: one. I didn't either until we went to a too large farmer's market, and my wife was like, I got to get one. So if she gets one, I, of course I had to take a sip. Do yeah. phenomenal. Really? Really? But make sure you have someone to drive if you're going to drink the whole damn thing. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to lie. I've become comfortable enough with my sexuality that I have no problem drinking frou-frou drinks. It's like, if it tastes good, I'm going to drink it. It's still alcohol. Uh, I don't. I don't... Man, I can't tell you the last time I've been smashed, I don't really drink to get drunk. I drink because I actually, you know, out of nowhere, just occasionally, it's like, man, just a nice ice cold beer sounds good. Or uh, especially this time of year, sitting outside with a a good cigar and a glass of bourbon, that's a relaxing evening. Especially this time of year, this might be basic white girl stuff, but uh, take an apple cider, cut apple cider and whiskey together. So one of my favorite mixes out there with a good cigar. is just phenomenal. Um, so right before the break, we had to cut our caller off early. He was asking about, you know, why, why worry about concealed, you know, when you can have in the open and open carry. And while I support that, I'm glad that's an option. I cannot think of a single scenario where you're going to have an upper hand. A lot of people like to think, well, if I'm open carrying, it's going to deter the bad guy. No, it's not. Um, Think of it from this perspective. from the, You've always got to think from the bad dude's perspective. Try to get in the mind of a bad guy. You go into a place. You walk around. You scope it out. You're going to rob it. You see a guy in there with a gun. Well, if you're desperate and you're determined, that's not going to stop you. You're just going to think, okay, I'm going to have to pull my gun out, blast this guy from behind. Now I have two guns. Um, It's the very, 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 if any, advantages Tons of disadvantages. I want to be the guy who doesn't stand out, who doesn't look like I have a gun. So when a bad situation happens, I can pull that gun literally out of nowhere and stop the threat. I don't want to stand out. I don't want to bring any extra attention to myself, especially in an active shooter scenario. That's how you survive and you become a help instead of a hindrance. Are you an asset or a liability? You always want to make yourself an asset and not a liability. Because chances are, I don't care how fast you are, even if you're Jerry Mitchelick, if somebody's already got the drop on you and you're open carrying and they're paying attention to that and they're going to gun you down, they're going to win. Oh
1: yeah,
2: You're not going to win that situation. So that is why I always preach conceal and carry. Don't give up the advantage. The element of surprise is always always a huge advantage. You can be in a disadvantaged scenario and still come out on top. If you have the advantage of surprise, just because then you just put it on them. Now they have to react. Now they have to overcome a step. You busted them out of their OODA loop, their, their little brain processes going on. You've caught them off guard. And now you've taken control of the situation again by throwing a wrench in their plan. You don't want to lose that advantage by open carrying. Um, So back to uh, carbines. And if anybody else wants to call, discuss, argue, whatever, 636-224-6300, we are talking about why AR-15s are such a good idea for home defense. I know a lot of people find that crazy, but I'm going to give you the reasons why. And again, my primary go-to, I'm going to recommend 300 Blackout um, because the fact that SOCOM specifically designed this setup for CQB. Um, kind of brief history behind it. The military started, especially since Way City in Vietnam, noticed that conventional warfare of clearing trenches and moving across long distances is dying off. And most of the fighting since Vietnam, and even in World War II, I don't know why it took them so long to catch on, is CQB, close quarters battle, fighting 50 meters or less in clearing out houses, fighting from building to building to building through cities. Most of the earth is populated. Most of your fighting right now is not going to be from hill to hill and through valleys and woods and stuff while that does happen. Look at Ukraine and Russia right now. It's a perfect example. A lot of the most vicious fighting is in cities. It's from building to building, house to house. So my experience... Um, Early Iraq, 2006, trying to clear a house. Man, we got another caller. Who do we got, Fish? We have got John. Hey, what's up, John?
0: Hey, not much. Hey, uh, your 12-gauge for home defense analysis, Uh, you said at 15 yards with double-odd buck, a person would still be alive. I, I mean, might still be alive, but I guarantee you, if you come in my house and I hit you with 12-gauge double lock buck, you're done. Uh, you can't go to the door with a shotgun. You can't go to the door with a rifle. If somebody comes in, they'll have a hold of that gun before you can raise it, unless you step away from the door. But a 12-gauge double-op buck, there's, there's no beating that.
2: I see your point, and there's still, if that's... The only tool you've got that it's works is better, it's than, better than nothing. Um, I was a CQB and urban warfare instructor. Um, if you're in a situation where you're going to the door and you already think there's a threat, you already messed up there. Um, now, granted, if you go to the door and you think it's Amazon delivery driver, Grubhub, like something like that, and they end up kicking down the door, that's a that's a crap position to be in. I mean, you just got to work with what you got and overcome it. But typically in a scenario where you got a home invasion, you're not approaching the door. You're not worried about it. And there is ways with a rifle to be able to go through a door without someone taking control. Uh, I have, man, that's a depressing thought. I've probably gone in and kicked down 60 to 80 doors doing raids and stuff throughout my time. And I mean, this is going through doorways with a 20 inch M16A4. I would not recommend that at all. That is a horrible barrel length, a horrible setup. Talk about hover penetration. Not an ideal setup. Right. Um, but what we do in those days is run the buttstock over your shoulder, bring the pistol grip back into your chest, shortens the length a little bit. Um, again, that's why a lot of people teach high port ready, where basically low ready is when you've got the weapon down, um aimed at the ground not completely down but up at about a 45 degree angle off you so you can come up quick and fire um there's a lot of situations where that works there's a lot of situations where it doesn't i'm starting to move more to high point ready where you're up uh, aiming up um it's a good position to be in you're not going to hit anything up above you unless you have a two-story then again low port ready works better but high port ready. I really like you can come down. You've got that leverage, that violence action. You can clock someone with the barrel. You can always muzzle thump, um, and create distance. Um, I have seen people even at 10, 15, 20 yards, take double out buckshot and still walk around. Um, it really comes down to where you hit them. The human body is an amazing thing. There is times where you think someone should 100% be out of the fight and they're not, um, and well, the ma- major limitations. Know, I understand
0: that. But now, are you familiar with what happened in Kansas City years ago? A SWAT team kicked in the wrong door of like an 80-some-year-old man's house. Yeah. He was he was sitting there with a 12-gauge with double-locked buck. And those those cops that kicked that door, and he killed two of them with double-locked buck. It never went through their vest, but it still killed them. But they couldn't
2: charge him, they kicked in the wrong door. Yeah, nothing surprised me. It's not, like I said, it's not a bad option. There's just safer, more effective options out there if you've got them. We'll be right back after this break, guys. And we are back talking about uh, using AR-15 for home defense setups and we have more phone calls today than we usually have in a whole week. If anybody else wants to jump in, 6,36, 2,,24, 6,300. So we moved on on some of the other considerations why an AR-15. So get back to the little backstory of it. Um, Iraq happened. They really realized how much of the fighting was CQB, and they started issuing mainly just special forces, the Mark 18 version of the M16. It's an M16 lower or M4 lower, and instead they chopped it down. They were running 10.3-inch barrels with a quad rail. Um, Also, at the same time, for Afghanistan, they were having engagements that went a little further distance than what the M16 was capable of. So they came up with the Mark 12 dazin Marksman rifle, which is an 18-inch barrel, but a free-floater rail system to help with accuracy, a 2-10 to power scope, and a suppressor. And in the studies for this, they started using a round called the Mark 262. It's a 77-grain match hollow-point bullet. Uh, And they were really able to push the distance on the M16. They also found out in the Mark 18, the shorter rifle used for CQB, this Mark 262 mod zero round, the 77 grain Sierra Match King bullet, also was ballistically awesome. Uh, it was hitting hard because typically with 55 grain, um, you need high velocity to be able to get anything out of it. That's why the M16 was a 20 inch barrel to uh, achieve that, you know, roughly 3,200 feet per second. Um, and you really weren't getting the same ballistics out of it once you chopped the barrel down to 10.3. But you up the weight of the bullet to a heavier bullet, they found that this seventy seven grain was a a devastating round in the Mark 18. So when they're clearing out houses in Iraq and huts in Afghanistan, uh, it was effectively dropping targets. So this is designed for CQB with the right setup. 16 inch barrel if you have to, but it's not ideal because it's awkward to maneuver around with. But if you can chop it down on 11 and a half or 10 and a half with 77 grain hollow points or some 62 or 69 grain tap rounds from Hornady, um, you have an effective home defense setup. Now, ideally, here's why 3 and Blackout came out there's still over penetration issues with the five, five, six, and it still doesn't hit as hard as they'd like to. They wanted something a little bit more effective for CQB because they were adapting to it, but they weren't designing something entirely for CQB. Well, as more and more combat evolved into CQB, which again is close quarters battle where you're engaging at people at, you know, five, 10, 25, 50 yards away instead of one, two, 300 yards away. Um, they started changing things. again, this is mainly special forces. I'm not aware of any infantry units or regular conventional forces getting 300 blackout SBRs. Um, actually got the chance to hang out and talk with the dude Johnny Primo, who, as far as I'm aware, has the first confirmed kill with 300 blackout overseas. Grants to him. And um, the 300 blackout was designed to achieve full burn, full velocity, and get its most effectiveness. Um Whereas the M16 is made for with the 5.56 had a 20-inch barrel, 300 Blackout achieves that in a 9.5 to 10-inch barrel. So now it's designed for CQB. You don't have to have this long barrel to achieve full velocity for the round to reach its maximum lethality. You only need 9.5 to 10 inches of barrel to achieve that. Much, much more effective for CQB. Trying to go through a doorway with a 20-inch barrel sucks. Um, doing it with a 9-inch barrel or 10-inch barrel all day long. The other benefits of this is the the grain variance. Typically with uh, 5.56 five, or 2.23, same thing, shorter neck, different chambered pressure slightly, um, You're looking at 55 grain to 77 grain. It's not a huge variance in rounds. There's some extreme ones like 40 grain um, for varmint hunting, but generally 55 grain to 77 grain is the average range. 300 blackout can be very, very dialed in for mission specific. You can go from the 90s on some real extreme home defense rounds, but mainly 110 grain supersonics all the way up to 230-grain subsonics. Um, if you're doing an operation you know, overseas of your Special Forces unit where you've got to eliminate guards or you don't want to alert people inside the house, but you may have to take out sentries or something, if you're running 220 or 230-grain subsonic ammos with a suppressor, the thing sounds like a pellet rifle going off. You can engage bad guys outside and not notify anybody indoors they won't even hear the round go off uh, i have a similar setup it's ridiculous how quiet it is but you're still hitting hard i mean you're still hitting a target with 200 grain plus bullet at right around a thousand feet per second that's that's hard hitting that's that's a lot of lead coming down range um and again you're doing it without blowing your eardrums out even indoors even inside a building so that's why I recommend 300 blackout AR pistols or an SBR for home defense. Is it's literally designed for that? Um, pistols are called sidearms for a reason. They're a backup. They're they're not meant to be a primary. We carry one every day because it's the easiest to conceal. Because trying to shove a 300 blackout down your pants legs, you know, maybe maybe like circa 1998. When Jinkos were yeah. in style, where you back had those pocket
1: alone, you could just, uh, yeah,
2: then yeah, you could probably IWB inside the waistband a uh, a nine inch 300 blackout and nobody'd notice. But <laughs> now, especially with skinny jeans now, that ain't happening. It's hard enough to conceal a Glock 19. I don't know, man. It's a phase. All right. Shut <laughs> up. So, 300 blackout, in my opinion, is really ideal go to setup. Um, Over penetration, not really an issue, especially with subs. Um, If you want something faster, you want to reach out a distance, 110 grains, man. You can shoot 500, 800 yards. Uh, Travis Haley, people, oh, you can't shoot that far. Yes, you can. Look up Travis Haley's video, Year of the Blackout. He was engaging at 700 meters steel plates with his 300 blackout. Are you basically doing indirect fire at that point? Yeah, but it's possible. I mean, he's effective got, he's got range, the tra- he's I'd got the say
1: training 30. too, though. I mean, your average yeah. Joe, he's not your probably average probably not going to be able to do that. I'd so. say 300,
2: 300, 400 yards with supersonics, more than doable. Subs inside 250 for maximum effectiveness. Uh, I know people who've dropped deer 300 and a little past that with subsonics, but it's really good shots. A normal person, keep it inside 300 meters. We're talking CQB, we're talking maybe 50, 75 yards. 300 Blackout is fantastic. You can get some nasty expansion rounds. Um, Lehigh Controlled Chaos, uh, Gorilla Ammo has some amazing. Am- I mean, there is a long list of solid defensive options for 300 Blackout, specifically designed for CQB, specifically designed to not overpenetrate, to be extraordinarily accurate, quiet if you run suppressed application. And very, very effective. Um, so continuing on, all right, you've got yourself a nice little 8, 9-inch, 300 blackout AR pistol or SBR. What other things do you want to have? Um, if we're talking for home defense, uh, a quick optic. You don't want to run irons. I don't care how reliable, oh, my irons, reliability. Well, that's cool. Cool story, bud. This ain't World War Two.
1: I mean, I've I've had a Holosun uh 510C on mine. I've had the same battery, and I just replaced the battery after two years.
2: Yeah, you literally so get in a rotation where, okay, December 31st of every year, I'm going to change the battery. Get it, get into a pattern. You're fine. Like your smoke detectors. Um, Aimpoint, EOTech, HoloSun, Trigicon. Those would be my four go-tos. I'm not looking at anything else that I can think of off the top of my head, at least. It's definitely uh, not your
1: Amazon special.
2: No, those would be my four options, especially for home defense. Uh, hollow sun, it has the fantastic shake awake technology where you can put it in your closet, put it in your under your bed, wherever you keep your, your bump in the night gat, and um, it will shut itself off as soon as it feels the rifle moving. The optic activates, turns the reticle back on. Uh, EOTech, you're going to have to turn it off and make sure okay, it's about to hit the fan, grab my rifle, hit the up button, turn the optic on, boom, you're done. Aim point, one of my go to's purely for the fact that. Like the uh, like the hollow sun, the battery life on those, especially the new ones, like the Comp M5s, eight to ten year battery life. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, you buy They're these. Really I forgot what the weird battery is. I get them at Batteries Plus. I buy an eleven pack for like thirty bucks. Um, eight to ten year battery life on aim hmm. points. So you literally put your battery in, and every four years change out your battery. That's it. That's all you need to do. So you can keep that thing on. All the time 24 7 and it'll be ready when you need to use it. That's that Holosun, I just had a
1: regular Energizer, what is it, the CR2032? Yeah. And I literally had it turned on for almost two
2: years straight. Yeah. Just, That's all you I need. Mean, yeah. So got your three hundred blackout pistol, 10 inch or shorter, 8 to 10 inch. Um optic, stick with Eotech, aim point, Trijicon. Triticon. There's other ones past that. Do your research, but me personally, those are the only four I'm going to trust my life with. Um, other options: flashlight. Uh, again, the only ones I trust: Cloud Defense, Mod Lite, um, Surefire, and
1: Streamlight. I'm I'm going to throw in. O light too. The, the new O lights are they're they're pretty good. I, I've been as long as they get the rigorously whole testing them.
2: Exploding thing under control. And,
1: and worst case, you've got a, a grenade to throw at them too. I mean, come on. That
2: you're all right. I was looking at that wrong. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this is a good point. Um, you we'll compromise on that. I I say one of the big four. We'll throw in O light. Uh, there is a huge price difference. That oh, yeah. is the benefit of the O light. Me personally, I just run Streamlight. The I, Protex, I've got Streamlights
1: and, and O-Lights. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not
2: just going with one. But- you definitely just at least have a light um, Again, we talked about this yesterday, uh, clearing out houses, clearing out and defending your home and having to search it um, with a firearm. You want to have a good light. Now, typically, a lot of people think the brighter, the better. They want 1,000 lumens. I can clear a house. I can go clear a house right now on 1,000 lumens light, and I can do it. I feel like it's overkill, though. Me personally, for home defense, I'm going to keep it definitely under 500 lumens, preferably between 250, 350 lumens. Reason being, if I'm clearing out and I'm focusing on clearing and not where I'm at and I hit a mirror, I hit a white wall, I hit something close, I don't want to hurt my night vision. Now, on the other hand, it's not that big of a deal. I typically leave... um, A kitchen light on in my house a bathroom light on so i'm not stepping over stuff and specifically so i have some illumination as i go throughout the house um we got one last segment when we come back we'll be right back after this break again if you want to call in a talk 636-224-6300
0: all right
2: we are back for our last and final segment talking about uh, why to use an AR-15 specifically in 300 blackout for home defense setup. Uh, we've gone over barrel link considerations and why. Why the AR-15 over other platforms? Again, if anybody wants to call in, 636- 224-6300. Um, we've talked about optic considerations, light considerations. You brought up another two really good points to cover as well. Uh, two other things, especially if you're setting up for home defense you want to consider. Uh, selector. radian. Talon uh 45 degree safety selector uh reason being if anybody's shot an ar-15 before you know that a traditional safety selector is 90 degrees and there is times especially if you're in a rush in a hurry you hit that and you don't make it the full 90 degrees get it at a 50 or 60 degree mark and you go to fire and click nothing happens um you've got to come back and hit that selector switch and some people with shorter thumbs you have to change your grip up entirely to even hit that. Um, the Radiant Talon is definitely one of our go-to, if not the go-to safety selector we recommend. Um, it's a forty-five degree so basically, as soon as you hit that, it's in off. a ninety.
1: So, I mean, if you really, yeah. really prefer going back to that, you can you can do, do it. it. But it's ambidextrous as well. So. Yeah,
2: it's ambi, so you can use it with either thumb, either hand. Doesn't matter if you're le- left handed, right handed. Uh, also, it's an extended selector, so it is a lot easier to hit with your strong they're hand they're and phenomenal. actually engage it. Yeah, there's, think, there's no on missing and They're not bad. Like price wise too, they're they're affordable. Yeah, forty five bucks. I want to say sixty bucks, something like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is a good linear comp. Uh, there is the issue when you're running a shorter barrel like that, more flash, um, and it's going to be deafening loud. Subs, that is one benefit of subsonics. It won't be as bad. Um, if you're running a suppressor, you don't need to worry about this part because you're obviously going to run suppressed.
1: You're like me, and it can't justify spending the amount of money on a can. I mean, I've yeah. I got a linear comp on mine. so
2: Yeah. What do you run on yours? I'm I'm forgetting.
1: Oh, man. You would do that right at the last minute,
2: too. Do you have uh, the wit SME?
1: Not that's on my 11 and a half inch, uh, that's right, six.
2: Right. The uh, SLR, oh, you went all Gucci, yeah. SLR Rifleworks makes a fantastic linear comp. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say the winner for the most budget friendly one is Midwest Industries Flash Can, they're a whopping, what, 35 bucks, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to say that's,
1: that's going on my kids' build that I'm working on,
2: yeah. Gucci build, if you especially like the pig shooting flames out its mouth. Uh, the Noveski KX5. That's very. A, it's it's affordable too for being a Noveski. Affordable ish. I mean, considering their barrels are like six hundred dollars a pop. Uh, yeah, I want to say they're like around a buck twenty, buck twenty five for the KX5. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a list of others. Those are just the top ones we've messed with, we have experience with, and then again the Wit SME. You're getting the benefit of a muzzle brake, um, but then there's a, a shield that threads on. To help defect the blast. We've shot a 11.5 inch 5.56 full auto um, with no ear pro on. And wouldn't say like super comfortable, but I wasn't deaf afterwards. Like it wasn't bad at all considering we weren't wearing ear prote- uh, protection and it wasn't suppressed. And
1: definitely as a home defense gun like that, I mean, you, you're not going to take time to put earplugs or. We got another
2: caller in. Who do we got, Fish? Got another caller. Yeah, it is. It, Outstanding. It, it's. Uh, it's old Rick. How's it going, Rick? What can we yep. do for you, man?
3: Yep, I'm getting older every day. <laughs> what it is, is with the government complaining about the AR-15 being weapons of war, well, we may have a war possibly coming up. Back like in November of 2020, everybody was saying it wasn't if Trump would win, it'd be how much he'd win by. And then they pulled a slick one on us, and ended up stealing the election. And a lot of folks are concerned about that possibly being what they may try again, possibly, if not this November and another two years from now, possibly. Absolutely. Because so, I think most folks would figure that we don't want to, and we probably wouldn't have to pull the trigger on uh, anybody with the government. But uh, it was a while back, that out west there was a rancher that the government was going after. That a big crowd of supporters showed up for the uh, rancher and drove off the feds that were trying to shut him down. Yeah, and, it was a uh,
2: disputed BLM land, wasn't it? I'm forgetting. Oh, what was the guy's name? I'm forgetting. It was his whole family.
3: Yeah. yeah that yeah, was like a yeah, month and yeah. a half
2: long standoff, wasn't it?
3: Help! Possibly, possibly. I was still working over in the Himalayas and getting, getting some pieces on the news about it over there. And uh, that fella, it sounded like uh, things turned out more in his favor because them folks wouldn't have been supporting him if he was wrong, you know.
2: Yeah, no, I believe Uh-oh. he did come out ahead on that one. Uh, I can't remember all the results. It was, man, it was a while ago. I want to say it was a Bundy family, but yeah. I could be wrong.
3: It's uh, been a minute. That, that, that sure could be. That sure could be. Uh- Not just
2: that. I mean, stuff's getting quite interesting with Russia, although I think after what we've seen over the past couple months, we're not nearly as worried about Russia as we used to be. Um, China is still – okay, Bundy standoff. That's what it was, the Bundy family back in 2014. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You've got stuff like that.
2: You had Ruby Ridge. You had Waco. (laughs) Crazier things have happened, but like I said also, you've got – you know, China really coming down hard, talking a lot. You got North Korea, but North Korea's got a insane yeah. leader, and they're always talking big and end up doing nothing. But it's it's not a stable right. world right now, not just in the U.S., yeah. but globally as well. There's a ton of threats, and there's a lot of talk. And, I mean, it amazes me there's still people who don't worry about self-defense and home defense at this point because, look, we have had six years of on and off again nationwide rioting, looting, yeah. lawlessness, crime is on the rise. You've got bills like the Safety Act in Illinois where they're, they're not keeping people locked up for committing major crimes, you know, second-degree second murder, arson, burglary, getting released back within 24 hours. You've got this type of stuff going yeah. on, this lawlessness. Oh. Now is not the time to not take your self-defense, home defense serious.
3: Yeah, they're more on the side of the criminal instead of the victim. The way it's turned yeah. out, and and as far as uh, survival goes, well, Russia, even knowing they're probably bluffing, they do got the nukes, and uh, yeah. a lot of them ain't the great big ones, but still, some stuff to some stuff to keep in the back of the mind of what you would do if, say, they started lobbing some of them nukes and that, and what you would the steps you would take and what you would do to try to make it through it for you and your family's sake and, and others, and what you would do to try to help on that. Absolutely. Also because the ga- gamma radiation, they said, could be the biggest problem if you make it through the initial blast. And that gamma radiation, I heard from two days to two weeks, that that can linger outside, and it can penetrate pretty much stuff. So it's just a just a lot to keep in mind. And if you can research that and uh, help Uh, teach us a little on that while you're doing the show
2: I think I can manage that absolutely it's yeah I mean like you said you summarized well it's an unstable time and we're just trying to get people ready and better safe than sorry that's what this show is all about we will be back tomorrow that's it for this evening thanks for tuning in guys again if you want to call in tomorrow 636-224-6300 we will see you guys tomorrow stay safe keep forward in your prayers